The subject matter contained in this presentation is based on biblical principles and designed to give you accurate and authoritative information with regard to the subject matter covered. It is provided with the understanding that neither the presenter nor the broadcaster is engaged to render legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Since your situation is fact-dependent, you may wish to additionally seek the services of an appropriately licensed legal, accounting, real estate, or investment professional. No one can serve two masters. He will either hate the one and love the other, or be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you shall eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food, and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds in the sky. They do not sow or reap. They gather nothing into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are not you more important than they? Can any of you by worrying add a single moment to your lifespan? Why are you anxious about clothes? Learn from the way the wildflowers grow. They do not work or spin, but I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was clothed like one of them. If God so clothes the grass of the field, which grows today and is thrown into the oven tomorrow, will he not much more provide for you, O oh, you of little faith? So do not worry and say, What are we to eat? Or what shall we drink? Or what are we to wear? All these things the pagans seek. Your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be given you besides. Do not worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow will take care of itself. Sufficient for a day is its own evil. Broadcasting from Caritas, Alabama, this is Radio Wave Medjinomics with your host, a friend of Medjugorje. Well, we see our conditions again head toward the direction of what Our Lady has been telling us for years. And for those who can see, those who can hear, spiritually can understand those times. We had a question that we wanted to start off with that came in this week. Um, someone asked if you thought that there would be another Great Depression. And if if you do believe that, do you think it will be worse than what was experienced in 1929? So the question, will there be another Depression and will it be worse than 1929? Well, a lot of people equate with what happened in history to the present circumstances of what they live in to see where we're going to go and what may happen. But you also got to look at the conditions around that depression in 1929 as opposed to 2011 and where we're headed. Yes, unequivocally, we're going to have a correction of price, as all a depression is. Everything just comes back to the actual 
cost of what is, you know, is this is price discovery. Uh, we have inflated land prices. We have inflated prices on on oils. We have related inflated prices on everything. So all a, a default does, or actually not a default, a depression has come back to the real cost of everything. If you look at a pair of Roman boots cost two thousand years ago, it's the same today, same amount of labor, same amount of work, same amount of skill. And the proportion it takes man to do that is the proportion of what it costs. It may be $350 for a good pair of boots now for the military. But for the military back then, it was the same same adjusted cost. Uh, inflation causes things like that to make it look like, oh, things cost a lot more these days. Actually, things are a lot cheaper. Look at production. Look what we're able to do. Uh, Somebody told, said the other day, there's, there's shirts on sale right now at Academy, nice shirts, cuff shirts, collar shirts, dress shirts, for $2. Now, yeah, they're clearing out for their fall closing coming in. But even above that, it's like 40 bucks. You know, you put the amount of labor and somebody going ahead making that. And then I, when I first went to Medjugorje, the family I used to stay with gave, um, she made her own wool. It was incredible. And she spun it on her hand. It was so fast making the cord, the yarn cord. I couldn't believe my eyes watching it. And uh, I marveled at it. Well, two days later, she had made me a virgin wool sweater. And this is 25 years ago. Thick. The first cut off the lamb or the small sheep, not adult. Virgin wool. I still have the sweater. She made this thing in two days. I, can't, I still can't believe it. So cost is relative in that sense. But get down to the nitty-gritty about answering fullness of the question. Yes, there will be another depression. The, the, what kind and how uh, can be measured by that we have never in the history of the world been as far from the soil as we are today. So don't think it's going to be like 1929. It's going to be far worse. Far worse. When is it going to happen? It would have happened 5, 10, 15 years ago if the conditions were like it was before. We put more air into the balloon. It's going to get bigger and bigger until it pops. We're falsely making this thing continue. And God is allowing it to continue. Even with our tactics and printing more money, this shouldn't be, and it can't be. Logically, it's totally impossible for us to be continuing. The only reason it is continuing is because God's grace, because we're not ready. When our lady says, be ready, it means you're not ready. Get ready, people, to live differently. August 5th, 2011, Yvonne states, many, including priests, many pilgrims, including all the priests, do not understand why our ladies come in every day. But you're going to see physical changes in the world. And then you'll understand why she comes every day. This is not a piece of cake. And this is not 1929. 1929, people have consequences of, uh, the consequences of the depression resulted in actions that they could take that man can't take now because he doesn't know it. He doesn't have the generational knowledge passed on from his father. That's why Alice says, live the faith of your fathers. September 25th, 1998. Read that message. With that every morning sunrise, you need to be converting. You need to leave the faith of your fathers. We're going to be brought back to the faith of the fathers. How did they live? What did they do? Well, everybody knew about gardening back then in 1929. 
And they just shifted gears a little bit, adjusted to it. And most of them already had something already growing anyway because they wasn't dependent on the God of man to supply all his needs. You work for the dollar. It is your God, whether you want it to be that way or not, because it's the God of society. Your whole week is spent for that weekly paycheck or that monthly paycheck, however it comes to you. And by doing that, what happens is your whole effort is for that. Even if you don't love of money, as Scripture says, you work for it, you're enslaved by it because it's a debt system. And the way it operates, you're indebted to the grocery store even if you're out of debt. You can't get those groceries. You have to give them their means of exchange, which is the dollar. You have to do that. So you're binded to it, even if you owe nobody anything. If you don't want to be binded to that system or connected, you do what I've been doing for 40 years. What my dad taught, don't depend on the dollar. How do you create something? Have a little sawmill, have whatever. Your means of exchange is not. It's your labor with nature. We go pay neighbor, I mean nature, with our labor, cut down a tree, put it on our sawmill, put it in a kiln, put it on another saw in a carpenter shop, and make a piece of furniture or a house with it. There is something that you will have to always get, maybe electricity, maybe they're small, but you can minimize the need to be dependent on the system. And the less you, you depend on it, the more free you are. If we don't have money for the community, we got labor. And we go up and do the dead trees on the property. Or we take a cow if we want a, 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 one of our hogs for July 4th, and, we, and we, we've grown the grain. We put the kill the pig, put them on the spit, and we have a feast. And the social aspects of that, cooking it all night, adds to our life. Live the faith of your father, September 25th, 1998. I'm almost certain that's the date. You can verify that. But that being the case, what's the difference now? It's going to be a lot of difference and it's going to be horrible because people can't do the things that they could do in 1929. We don't have the knowledge. We don't even have the seed. We don't even have the animals. They're bred genetically different. We have so many different things too that we don't know. You know, Alabama, you drive across Alabama, you see, and across the South, not just Alabama, but particularly Alabama I'm speaking of, you see cattle everywhere. As soon as you get in a rural area, you see pastures full of cattle. A few over here, a few over there. Everybody hates ticks. Who likes them? Alabama used to, could not have cattle. They were, they were raised here and they were skin and bones. Uh... T- uh, the cattle tick ate them up. So you couldn't have cows, so what did they do? Well, they didn't do nothing. They lived a righteous life. Uh, a people who are not, are so, not so much protected by their ornaments, or they, they, they are their way of life. They're, this is the Bible about this is Christian. What did God do? He sent the problem. He sent the red ant. Mobile, Alabama, that's where they were released for the whole South. And wherever you got red ants, it came from Mobile from the port. And what did the, what'd the ants do? Did we hate the ticks? They ate the ticks. So we don't have cattle ticks anymore. And now we have cattle. And now we hate red ants. <laughs> I mean, think about it. Everything's a gift from God. He's got it figured out. You just live righteously, and he's going to figure it out when our depression hits. There's a lot of problems we're going to have. 
you're not going to be able to get a cow and raise it like you think. What about the hybrids? What about Monsanto's suicide seeds? Do you know about that? Do you know what they're raising for profit? And you wonder why we're going to have a collapse? Because there's only way to correct the whole world, just like with Noah and the flood. And so Monsanto's suicide seeds that they brag about and rave about, if your neighbor is growing some and you want to pot your little plot of corn down, it will infect your, your seed. And Monsanto's suing these neighbors too, by the way, incredibly, that even though it cross-pollinated, you are growing their seeds. But then the seeds have to be bought every year because the next crop of seeds have a designed suicide uh, genetic gene in it to kill itself. Never in creation have we had this. So our hogs are genetically different, and we thought, uh, I've always been close in a lot of ways to agrarian, raising horses and training them around. you got horses, you got cattle, you got that, you got maybe that place may have pigs we go to, wherever. For the first two years, our hogs died. And we thought we knew what we was doing. But the new ones, the new genetics have been bred to where these hogs are used to heat in the south. So what did we have to do? We had to change that. We had to find genetically different pigs. Uh, they bred them to be in air-conditioned parlors with 10,000 other pigs. And they breed them just for those environments or those conditions. And so it's not easy. So people have this mentality, well, I'll store me two years of food and I'll just go ahead. You can't learn this in two years. We've been doing this for 25, 30 years and we're still learning. Things that work in 1929 will not work today. And so we have cattle because God gave us a pest to take care of it. When we open the Tabernacle of Our Lady's messages, we're wanting to live the messages. We want to be holy. We want to be a holy people. That's our desire. Holiness starts with repentance. If you're not willing to repent, don't expect God to do anything. Revival can only come through repentance. I'm a sinner. I have sinned. I repent. I am sorry. I offended you, God. That's where you start. Well, we've been living this with the tabernacle. We built the tabernacle over a three-year period. If you've seen the stonework, you know why it took three years. All hand-hewed stone. And the day we move into it, the whole place is covered, covered. I mean, thousands, tens of thousands of bugs. Our first thought was, this is the devil attacking the building. Our, our, after we started looking into it, it's, our, it's the ladybug. So we get right after that. Somebody sends something in the mail, just like in a couple of days. And these things stay in the buildings, they're in the windowsills, everywhere. I think it was the French who prayed because the aphids were eating their crops. They did no Venus to Our Lady. And this bug came and ate all the aphids. And the name of it was Our Lady's Bug. And that's where ladybugs come from. Our Lady blessed our building. They didn't have anything to eat, but she gave us a sign. Through nature, through creation. So the best thing you can do for preparing for this is to work for nature, not the dollar. And you've got to use some reasoning. And you've got to use some common sense. You've got to use some logic. And you're not going to happen overnight. That's why the dollar, we're saying, and, and telling you get to the miraculous metal measure around silver. The one-ounce piece. Not bars, not any other coins, not eagles, not anything else. You go and do something religious. You read it ain't going to happen because I don't want to go into the details. We've done that on many shows. But you've got to read the book. You've got to buy the book, give it to your neighbors, give it to your family. It ain't going to happen. It explains this. 
And what I just preceded this with is what is coming. To be ready for what? We're all going to die. We're all going to meet Jesus, our maker. And many seminaries have falsely taught only to focus on when be ready, Jesus is coming back, when you die. That's garbage. That's garbage teaching the seminaries teaching. I'm telling you emphatically, these professors, these priests, whoever they are, they're teaching you garbage. Because just as important about your death and your meeting with Jesus is in this lifetime. And Paul had just as much emphasis on being ready as he was when he was talking about everybody's going to meet Jesus. You hear how many days? It's always going to be. You hear any theological people say, it's always going to be. Well, yeah, okay, yeah, Jesus is coming back because that's when you die. That's a false emphasis of too much, too much attention to that part of it. It's real, yes. I'm not denying that. But you, Jesus comes back in many ways, too. Our Lady is here to bring about the return of Jesus Christ. Is it 50 years or 500 years? That's what we don't know. But one thing we do know, God visits his people with correction. And the actions of nature, is, which God controls and does perfectly his will, is a visitation by God. A chastisement is visitation. You want to get close to God? You're healthy. Everything's going your way. All oh, you're trotting down the road. You're jogging. And then you got to go to the doctor next week. He says, you're filled with cancer. You've got three weeks to live. That's a visitation. Not when you meet him when you die. In your lifetime, you suddenly are going to God. You suddenly feel his presence. You may go through the stages. They talk about anger. Why is this happening to me? But you end up with him in your lifetime. You'll see him face to face after after death. So, it's a misnomer to put all this emphasis on, like, well, yeah, when we die, we, you know, this is stupid. I, I cringe every time I hear this is preached about. Because it's leading people astray. You're not getting food. You're not getting truth. You're not getting facts. And if you don't get those elements, you'll never learn the facts about this life. You'll not learn the truth about this life. You'll know not what to do. And you'll continue on the almighty dollar, and your week will be working for that rather than working to get your money from nature. Your money from nature is tomatoes, figs, peaches, pigs, cattle. And it's a whole lot more gratifying. And on that note, I know, Joan, you've got a brief story. There was once a poor man who possessed only a very small plot of land and one small bag of seeds. When his field was ready for planting, he rose at sunrise and carefully began to sow his meager crop. At midday, when the sun was beating fiercely on his shoulders, he stopped by a tree stump to rest. As he sat, a handful of seeds spilled out of his bag and fell down a hole under the stump. Well, they can do no growing down there, the man sighed. I cannot afford to lose even these few. So he took a shovel and began digging at the roots of the stump. The day grew hotter and the sweat ran from his back and brow, but he kept digging. When he finally reached his seeds, he found them lying on top of a buried box, and inside the box he found gold, enough gold coins to make him rich for the rest of his life. Afterward, people would say to him, You must be the luckiest man alive. Yes, I was lucky, he would say. I was in my field by sunrise. 
I dug throughout the hot day, and I did not waste a single seed. See, he's not talking about his work and slavery in Van Gogh. He was speaking that he's rich because he saved every single seed. That's the tree it fruited in him finding gold. God blessed him with because of his way of life. This man's talking about a way of life. And a great way of life. It makes you rich. Mariana, after miscarriage, said, or rather she was very depressed. They asked her why she was so depressed. She said, you'll know in the future why I want to have many kids. Agrarian people always had many children. Because it took that much to run the cattle, the chickens, the pigs, the horse, the farm, and getting the water, planting the crops. Big families were important. And big families are going to be important for the future. You can see prophetically what needs to be. You can try now. If you're just husband and wife, and you can see, how can you handle a small homestead? Community is part of that. Because you might be doing something and your neighbor could be doing something else. And so we have people discovering these things, families discovering this. You know, the messages are, are rich, They're the seeds to the future. You grow them, and if you get go by it, if you get whatever, it's secondary. You know, we all heard the proverbial saying, uh, money can't make you happy. Your way of life makes you rich. rich richness doesn't bring happiness. It's how you live. Community, social life, everything you do. Just like I said, my pig. It's 10 people involved, cooking all night, killing the hog all through the day, and the whole community eating it. And it's social. It's something they look forward to. The kids stay up all night. We've had the sheriff's department stop by during the middle of the night sometimes when they know we're doing it. It's a gathering. It draws people. People like it. Oh, I like this. We got another, if the shirt's off, he comes and watches when we kill our, our chickens. It's something about it because you, it's something real, something truthful. It's not like going buying a chicken at the grocery store. And it's much more gratifying knowing that it ate your bugs instead of it ate the hormones at the other place. So there's a, a thing Ali's offering to you that looks scary to a lot of people to take those steps. But you have to begin those steps. To avoid the pitfalls of what's going to happen in 1929 to a, to a hundredth degree more, maybe a thousandth degree more, because there's going to be people who not have capability of, of eating because they don't know how. They don't have the means to do that. And I know we got a related letter to uh, some of the topics I'm talking about. Dear Caritas, thank you so much for all of the wonderful reading material. I've enjoyed reading all of it while resting during a busy day of mothering. I wish I could give more to the mission, but we struggle financially with our own business. Please know I pray for all of you along with Our Lady's intentions. I have to share with you what I believe was a sign to our family from Our Lady. We feel we are being led to move our bakery business to a small, quaint, old-time square in Texas, which is 35 minutes from Dallas. Dallas is where our business is currently. We have found 10 acres in the country where we can purchase with cash and build a barn to live in until we can pay for our home. I religiously listened to Medjinomics, and through the 54-day novena, the Holy Spirit has put it on my husband's heart to start working towards a self-sustaining life. Every Saturday, we have our bakery goods at all the local farmer's markets. 
The salesperson always texts my husband with the total sales of the day. When we were standing on the 10 acres, a text came to my husband's phone that read 777, which was the total sales at one of the markets. I felt as if that was a sign from Our Lady. Later that day, the sign was confirmed after the total from another market that the total sales were 777, two markets in one day with sales totaling 777. This is the day we walk the soil of the 10 acres, the very place we want to build for our family to live, work, and be closer to God through the soil and nature. I hope I am not looking into this too much, but I like to think it was Our Lady's stamp of approval for changing the direction of our lives. I finish the 54-day novena on the 22nd and look forward to the fruits. God bless you all in the work that you do. I'm hoping to live Medjugorje as best as we can here in Texas. I'm always here for you, all in prayer. 777 twice. Following a path the message you're leading to. Following what it is that we've been speaking to you for, for year, 25 years, really. Because Medjugorje is a fruit of that. Before that was other shows. And before that was the writings. And throughout this is the writings. To a way of life. Our Lady asked us as a community in 93, 95, 95, to lead people. She didn't say lead. She said, get hearts closer to a way of life. Close to God the Father. To a way of life. I questioned Maria and Paulo. Did Our Lady say the way of life or to a way of salvation? So the way of salvation is a way of life. Because when you're closer to the soil, you feel God. You see. And God will speak to you. Do you, any of you listen and discount that the 777 twice, that she's looking into this too much? You'll never find the depth of that meaning and its completeness for the rest of her life. Because it's confirming by the soil, this 10 acres, this land you're walking, I'm blessing you. If Our Lady tells the villagers in the beginning to say, the seven our fathers, seven Hail Marys, seven glory bees, we refer to it throughout the Medjugorje phenomenon worldwide as the 777. And when this started, the stock market crashed 777 points when this all began to unravel. And they're buying this because they want to get away from that system that's crashing, that has a coronation of when it started. This is a sign of God, 777 points. And they get it walking on their own soil, 777, to buy bread, which is the bread of life. And that's what they do. They bake bread. And the manger is a feed trough. And this is about 777 loaves, I assume. And the next order is the same way. What more do you need? And keep penetrating that, Kim, for the rest of your life. Because you'll be fit. You'll be food from this. Diary it. Write it down. Write, write your walk with God. I wouldn't be doing what I did and doing now and the people here in the community if we didn't get that walk with Our Lady. She says, you listen to me. I'll speak to you. You obey me. Forget what everybody else is doing. Forget all the spiritual things uh, like theology on tap, the stupid stuff at our churches. I don't know in your, your parishes if you have theology on tap. You got to put a little liquor with, with theology to make sure people are going to accept it. You know, we got to come down. We got to play rap music to get the youth. Garbage. 
Work the youth to death. Keep them busy. Throw away the computers. Get them outside. Give them a pig. Give them a cow to ride. Give them something fun to do. Yes, it has to have a network of people around it, but pray for it. Pray for it. I'll let you give it to you. And Satan ain't going to let you have it. He'll fight you. You'll be persecuted. You'll be the stupid person. You'll be the nut. You'll be the retard. That's what they call you. Radical, cut later, whatever they want to do. They hate it. They hate anybody that steps out to a truth. And this family is stepping out to a truth. And we have many, many people doing it. That's what amazes me the most is how many people actually are downsizing, selling their places, and doing exactly this. If you can't do it, don't feel alone. Just depend on God. Because remember, February 25th, 2010, our lady says, I, I look at you and I see death, hunger, and restlessness. Very negative. Maria said, as I told you before, never has our lady said this to her. But she ended this message with a very positive note. God will give you everything you need. So maybe, maybe manna will come. Don't depend on that. Don't wait on it. Because remember, manna was given only 40 years in the desert. And if we do get manna, I don't think it's going to be for 40 years. So however God provides for you, it depends on your righteousness, your repentance, and how you live today to be in that position that he can give you manna. All else will fade. All else that want to cling to the culture is going away. This culture is over. It is history. It's just as much history as the week before the flood the world was and everybody on it. So it's gone. It's a goner. It's only here because God's letting his mother say, God, give me one more day. Okay, Mary, you know, you, you, I'm just weak with you. I can't, even as God, I don't have the strength to stand against you. The purity, the holiness, who this woman is, the finest of creation of the universe, of all the angels put together, none of them come close to her, and he won't deny her that. And she said in the beginning of things, I'll be with you as long as you want me. And she just told us, an enormous mu- number don't want to re- listen to her. They don't want to have anything to do with the message. So when we saturate that point of numbers, we're no longer what she's wanted. She's reached all she can reach. Then God's going to say, okay, man, you've done what you've done. You've done your work. Okay, it's, it's check out. And so these things are important. They're fundamental. Frank, I know I'm keeping you toward the end of the show. Are you there? Yes. Yeah, so... I agree with what's being said here, absolutely. This is something... Frank, I hope so. <laughs> ...that's going to be far greater than the Depression and and, and much different. And, and just physically, uh, they've gotten farther to complete uh, fiat money and completely devoid of anything tangible. And so um, so this is, this is something that you must prepare for. And this is something that the, the writings have been preparing us for for many years and and uh i hear testimonies all the time like uh the testimony that you read of how people's lives have been changed by all the writings and this uh this recent writing it ain't going to happen as a culmination of things that you've been teaching about for 25 years and um so i know the fruit that these writings have bared in our own lives I certainly would not be here if it weren't for ICFAR. I wouldn't be able to do what I'm able to do for your listeners, um, protect the fruits of their labor, and uh, just one book. And I know the testimonies that I've heard over the years about these writings. These are a prophetic vision of the future, the future church and the springtime that we're coming into. So 
um, that's the the important thing, you know, is always Our Lady's message and her intentions and uh, the writings are going to help us prepare for what's coming better than anything else that we can do. Frank, get, we're out of time, but give me a brief uh, description of why people need to, to, the immediate thing they can do with whatever funds they have to preserve that. A uh, real two-minute synopsis of why and what they need to do and how to act about that. Why now? Well, when Our Lady says that evil wants to begin to rule, you have to understand that that evil has had control over Europe since the, the 1800s, and they had control over us at the beginning of, of our nation's founding with the first uh, central bank called the Bank of the United States. They got another 20-year chart of the second bank. and But with that limited control, they're able to wipe out half of the country, have the carpetbaggers come down, guarded by uh, U.S. forces, to steal the properties of half of the country and steal their wealth, to perpetuate their crimes even further. And this is this historically it can be shown that once money changers get control of the money, they they continue to gain more control. So when they got away from, so this allowed them to get the silver out, demonetize the silver in 1873, the crime of 1873. Then they had a gold standard. They were able to wipe out the entire country in the Depression, in the Great Depression, with only a gold standard. Now they have complete control of fiat money. Evil is, when evil is beginning to prepare to rule, you have to exit out of the system that you know is going down. And the way it is with physical, tangible things, uh, and the, the easiest thing for us to transfer dollars into now, and the most undervalued asset, is silver. And when you have the miraculous metal, Medjugorje round, and the thing that we need the most is conversion to turn away from the immorality, you, you have a very conclusive way that you can transition out of paper into physical, and as that physical goes up, you'll see that land becomes more cheaper in your physical money, which is silver, and the things that you need become more cheaper in your physical money, that's silver, and then you continue to build a way of life, because the most important place you can put your money is in your homestead, in your land, and that's where you can protect it and guard it. To take that step, what do they need to do? They can call us at Global Silver Investors. We're here for you. I'm able to give you a lot more information on these things uh, if you call. The phone number is 877-936-7686. Uh, you can also email us at globalsilverinvestors at yahoo.com. And the website is globalsilverinvestors.com. We've been criticized uh, when we first started saying three years ago, and I've always been strong about this to other people, even way before that, about Get out of your 401k. Pull your money out. Take the penalty. Take the hit. Whatever. If you know your boss and you can't get your money out unless you quit, if you got a relationship with him, quit for two weeks or three weeks, whatever you have to do to get the money and then go back to work. But get your money out of 401k. And now people are, are starting to see this. And now we just heard when I did my last talks in Texas that a banker called another banker and said Monday morning, get your money out of 401k. When the bankers start telling you that, you better wake up, you know, the lie that uh, was it E.F. Hutton when he speak when they speak, everybody listens. Listen, because the bankers are saying this privately to each other. Take your money out of 401k. Your financial advisor won't tell you to do that. Your banker might, your accountant might, but don't count on the financial advisor because they're biased. They built the system. They make money on the system. And they're not going to tell you to take away their income. Who's going to do that? 
even if they're praying with you, even if they're doing this, even though they look like they're, they're, they're up or they're up, they're not going to do that. Okay, we have right now in Medjugorje, people eating supper early because they're headed to the mountain. And they're headed to the mountain because they're going to be ready and get a good seat for Mariana's apparition in the morning, second of the month. And that's all on the preparation. We start our preparation today. We'll have usually the writing that we come out with, but tomorrow is the second of the month. Be ready for that show tomorrow. Stay tuned for it. They're always profound. They always have some kind of great meaning. And be praying for it. Pray to open your heart to these words. We love you. We wish Our Lady goodbye. The subject matter contained in this presentation is based on biblical principles and designed to give you accurate and authoritative information with regard to the subject matter covered. It is provided with the understanding that neither the presenter nor the broadcaster is engaged to render legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Since your situation is fact-dependent, you may wish to additionally seek the services of an appropriately licensed legal, accounting, real estate, or investment professional.